0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Laura and I are back with you again. This is kind of like a a perpetual thing here, man. We're just on a roll week after week after week doing podcasts. Uh, I really do enjoy uh, doing these uh, with Laura. She's okay. I mean, we've had some guests that are next level, but um, no, actually, Laura is the next level for me. Uh, I actually do receive so much from you. Uh, You're a blessing.
1: Thank you. You
0: really are a blessing. No, in all actuality, you minister to me. When you speak, you're like E.F. Hutton. When you speak, I listen. Nobody knows what that means, so we're just going (laughs) to leave it at that. Look it up. But anyway, uh, Laura, we got going last podcast on the subject of prayer, but really just so much deeper than just the general sense of uh, prayer and our prayer lives. Uh, We just were talking about how... You know, different ministries and ministers and people in the scriptures, uh, like Abraham, um, how they prayed and they believed God, they walked with the Lord. But some of the things that they were believing for took many, many years uh, to come to pass. Remember we mentioned uh, Anna and Simeon? Yeah. Uh, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, but those two, what that that story has always ministered to me that they they prayed daily at the temple for the coming of the Messiah back in the days when Jesus was born, and when they were old, they saw the fulfillment yeah. of their prayers. So they good. saw the physical uh, baby Jesus uh, at the time that he had been born. And what a blessing that their life's mission of praying for something had come to pass. They were able to leave this earth fulfilled. And we kind of started getting in and around, you know, uh, how we take our lives and, you know, get a hold of whatever it is that God's telling us and speaking to us, our part Everybody has a part. You and I have a part. You that are listening have a part to play in the plan of God. You are very, very significant to the plan of God. And uh, we were just talking about how ministers that uh, we've followed and been a part of, how we are fruit. Uh, And really recipients of the part that they played. If they wouldn't have played their part, something would have been missing for you and I. You know, we we brought up towards the end of the podcast, Joel Osteen, how, you know, he is known around, like you literally have to live under a rock.
1: Globally known.
0: To not know who Joel Osteen is. Um, And we talked about how Joel Osteen was really... initially started by living in the fulfillment of what his father, John Osteen, had prayed and ministered and sown towards for decades. I don't know how many years uh, John Osteen pastored, but what a tremendous story. But we picked up and said how Joel Osteen had obviously walked in the harvest of his dad's seeds, but then he began to plant his own. And I believe there's Uh, Each generation has to take the mantle, Mm -hmm. take the baton, so to speak, and begin to do their part. And uh, I just kind of, it was just powerful. But we wanted to pick up today, Laura, talking about where we are right now. Um, We just listened to a a prophecy uh, from just a great, great minister uh, this morning. And he gave a word in the 1980s saying that, the work that was being done then, the work of the Spirit, the the prayers, the the believing, the the stepping out, and people then doing their part. The those individuals, this was given in 1984. They were the forerunners. Yeah. To what would, what's been called and what he called this end time move of God. Mm-hmm. Now this is so so powerful. Really really open your heart to to receive this, but. That move of God, if, if you remember, if you know anything about church history, there was a, a move of God uh, where the Holy Spirit was poured out in the early 1900s. Uh, it, there was probably a, several, but there was one in particular, and one Azusa that became became very famous, the yeah. Azusa Street Revival. God sent a one-eyed um, a black gentleman to Los Angeles, California. Just, if you've never heard of it, look it up and, and read about it. Look on YouTube. It's just powerful how God used a... a the circumstances that he did then, there was an outpouring.
1: Yeah. There was an
0: outpouring of God during yeah. that time. And uh,
1: then it was like people came in, the Holy Spirit uh, was poured out, and then these people went out and they brought revival everywhere they went.
0: That's where. If,
1: there was a harvest that came from there. Oh
0: my gosh, I'm getting goosebumps. This has been two weeks in a row. I'm getting goosebumps. You know, that's that's man. the
1: purpose of like these, these moves of God. Glory to it's God. It's like they come in, there's a gathering, you come in. It's like the Lord deals with you, ministers to you, shows you, like, you know, there's a consecration, there's a dedication that takes place. That, that to me, that's real revival, when you see a, a complete consecration and dedication to the things of God, to the plan of God. But they'd come in, and then they'd be sent out. What's
0: that, uh, I just remembered that story when you said that, that you have preached a couple of times about the Moravians. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it was the same principle. Yeah, it
1: happened. It started with prayer. And they started, they they began coming together, and then just this hunger began to rise on the inside of them. And so they started having prayer 24-7. There was a watchtower there, and that I think there was like two people. They would take, you know, one hour, and then two people would come relieve them, and it would go on like that. And there was prayer that was taking place for a couple of years. And it was during this time of prayer and really pressing into the things of God that the Lord really, I mean, it's like, broke them, you know, and just the things that mattered before didn't matter at all. And the only thing that mattered was the things of God and the heart of God, what the Lord wanted them to do. And so then if you look it up, you see the Moravian missionaries. They were some of the very first missionaries. They were called one-way missionaries. And what they would do is they would send all of their belongings ahead of them in a coffin, Because they knew the only way they were coming back was in that coffin. Mm. And some of them knew the moment that they stepped foot on the soil of foreign lands that they could potentially... Be killed on the spot before they're ever able to utter a word Mm. and that happened for some of them but so many of them paid the price for others to come behind them and they tilled that ground and then you know revival came to those foreign lands why because they were fully surrendered to the plan of god but it happened through prayer prayer and that's,
0: that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's the that's greater,
1: it. that's the greater call. It's
0: Laura, it's, it's the plan of God. It's
1: not about this, like me and yeah. this that's, self-promotion that's and what I'm doing. Like that stuff makes I me sick. I need prayer. If, if
0: you're 50 years <laughs> saved and you're still, you're the focus of your prayer life, you have missed God's yeah. plan.
1: <laughs> and I, I think too, it's like when you give yourself to the things of God, when you really press in, like you're not, well, it tells us in Matthew, Matthew six, like seek for First, the kingdom of God, then all those other things He'll add to you, He'll give to you. You're like, you know, there's nothing to worry about. Why? Because you're seeking first his kingdom. So when you put his way, his will, his purpose at the forefront, when you're fully consecrated, fully dedicated to the things of God, you're not going to have to be crying over the corner. God, I need this. God, I need that. Because those things are going to be taken care of. You oh, take care man. of God's business. He'll take care of your wow.
0: business. That Gosh, Laura, I just saw that in a whole different light. You,
1: you see that with people, you know, like I got to put my family first, my family first. I, yeah. Oh God, well, I, I see what? that
0: on Facebook a lot. My, my Family's everything. Yeah. And, and listen,
1: it? people can get out of balance and, and start doing works and kind of getting to that legalism and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. But when you put God first, his way, his will, his plan, don't worry about your family because he absolutely has your back and he will take care of your family.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, in prayer, what I'm seeing as we're talking about this, there is a place to get to in prayer. And you yeah. just kind of almost described it from the scripture where we take on in our prayer life the the literal heart of God That's it. And That's we take it. on by by taking on the heart of heart God in of our God. prayer life we actually then begin to pray out the plan of God. It's like we're a
1: conduit for the Lord to pour out from. And that's what he's looking for. He's looking for those that are completely submitted, you know, a vessel that can be used that he could just pour through. But so many Mm -hmm. people, they got their agenda, they got their... You know, I got my
0: retirement. I got my, I got to, you know all these different things. My career. But my when you're this. like,
1: here I am, Lord, use me, and you pour out all that self ambition, you pour out all the, the this, that, and the other, and you're just completely surrendered and humble. It's like you'll see a move of God.
0: Somebody was just texting me the other day uh, and saying. They're in in a little bit of a kind of, I don't know what the word is. They're in a transitional time and they're, they're kind of a little bit lost and confused as to what are they going to do? So they got around this and they said, I'm doing this particular uh, career right now because I have to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And I was like, listen, I get that. I get that naturally speaking, you know, there's certain level of responsibility Mm -hmm. on us. But I messaged this person back and I said, listen, because they were asking, what does God want me to do? Yeah. And I messaged them back and basically just through a long conversation, I said, God's plan, when followed, includes all of our financial needs. It includes all of the things we need relationally. I mean, in marriage, I, uh, you know, in our, in our parenting. When we follow the plan of God, God's plan is so meticulous that it includes everything that We're naturally needing and seeking. You said it. Don't seek after, you quoted the latter part of it, but the former part of Matthew 6 says, don't seek after all the things that worldly people seek after, food, money, clothes, where I'm going to live, what I'm going to eat. He said, seek first what you said, the kingdom, and then all the things that you need will come to you as a matter of because they're already a part of God's plan. But that is, you're so right on with that. But this comes back to, Laura, getting God's heart yeah. in prayer. That that story and stories like it with the Moravians all that happened when they committed to pray, they crossed over from just praying to they actually started getting in fellowship with God. And yeah. that's what prayer is.
1: There was one story and uh, there was there was a they were on a ship, and this gentleman was observing. They saw this family; they were crying, they were hugging. The husband was saying goodbye to his family, and he was getting on a little boat to to go to the island. And you know, he didn't really understand what was going on. And then he saw that on that little island there was a there was a, um, a, sign. a sign there, and yeah. it says something like, "All who step foot on the island shall not return," because sure. it was a, a leper colony. Mm-hmm. And it and he wasn't a Christian, and it shook him. And he thought this, because they were all in agreement. Like it wasn't just, him, no, his family, like they knew, like this is what the Lord is calling you know him to do. It was just so moving that they, they gave it all. But I, I wanted to say this a, a few years ago, we were in a meeting. And a minister, okay. he began to prophesy, and, and then he said these words. He said, small-town awakenings. Mm. She said, there's going to be small-town awakenings. Well, something just grabbed hold me of me. We live in a small town. Yeah. And I was like, "That's the word of the Lord. That's the heart of God." And so I really grabbed hold of that. And and mm-hmm. you know, we have prayer every week here at the church, and and we mm-hmm. and we've been praying, and we're going to get really uh, focused on praying just for that move of God in this small town. Because when a move of God takes place in any area, but when it takes place in a small mm-hmm. town, you're going to see the rippling of effects uh, throughout that town. It's not going to just stay within the four walls. It'll take place in the four walls, but it'll there'll be a spilling over in every aspect and facet of life. The atmosphere will change. So, you know, we're we're not just praying coming together and just praying for our needs and praying for, you know, our congregation, but we're praying for a move of God. In this area, in yeah. this region,
0: yeah, I love that, and that you know kind of brings me back full circle to where we started um, in last week's podcast, talking about a a twenty year harvest or cycle. Some and things take time. Some things take time. They take
1: time. There's there's endurance that's yeah. that's got to be had. There's also some like. <laughs> things have got to get in alignment. Yes. There may be some people over here. They got to get over here. There's some people, they got to get over here. You better get where you need to be. You know, I mean, listen, the Lord is moving and working and speaking, but you know, we've got to listen. We've got to do our part. But I believe that when there's an alignment, there's a congruency. And like you said, many times that takes some time. But when those things come into alignment.
0: So good. Uh, uh, Somebody that's on staff with us here, um, a couple, they said that, they've been here three or four years, but they said the Lord was dealing with them like a year or two about leaving the place where they were and coming. I think it was here. I'm pretty sure at some point they knew they should have come here. Uh, But the point is like, you're right. See, we're praying, we're Mm -hmm. believing God and God was dealing with someone an hour away Mm -hmm. to, to, Uproot their family and be a part of because yeah. they were called here. Isn't that
1: mm-hmm. crazy?
0: Your, but they your said
1: obedience matters. <laughs> they said though,
0: they said that they they missed God for mm. an entire year and things began to get really tough where they were. Mm. Because why? They they were not where they were called to be. Yeah. But it's so powerful. In now, this is all around the subject of prayer, but in the 20-year harvest or cycle. We've gotta understand this. Some of you, I believe, as well as Laura and I, we've been believing God for things. The Lord gave me a word, gosh, in 2000, the year 2000, 22, almost 23 years ago, he gave me a word about a a particular part of my destiny. Uh, In 2007, he gave me another word. In 2002, he gave me a word. In 2011, he gave me a word. Now this is, we're talking 10 to 20 plus years.
1: Let me say this too, before you end that, There's a reason he'll give us those words so far in advance because many times those words, it's going to take time to pray out. So don't be discouraged that you're not seeing something like that. No, he's giving it to you now because it is for later, but you got to pray it out. You've got to lay the groundwork. You've got to pave that path.
0: Yep, I love it. And uh, that's where, now I want to say this. this, I want to end this podcast with this. This is where we are. Yeah. Right now. And I don't believe it's just a you and I word. I believe this is a body of Christ word. That that word that I was sharing in last week's podcast that uh, the minister had given in 1984, mm-hmm. he said that those that were rising up at that time in 19, the 1970s and 80s, they were going to be the forerunners yeah, and they were going to prepare yeah. the way. yeah, Just like John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus to come on the scene and fulfill his ministry. These forerunners, these these laborers and and servants of the Lord in the nineteen seventies and eighties and, and up till now were called to prepare the way. Yeah. Meaning, I see it like this, they they became the 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 teachers and the 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 fivefold ministry yeah. gifts and missionaries yeah. like you described even so with the Moravians. They became the forerunners to the time that you and I are living in now yeah. in 2022. I mean, the Lord has been basically dealing with me about this for a few years. Laura, we are about to enter into a time of we're in it. We're not it's not coming. It's here now a time of harvest of seeds, spiritual seeds that have been planted. Uh, Some, I feel like the Lord's even said as far back as hundreds of years ago that have been unreaped. There's some that have done work up to 500 years ago that their work has now built this harvest that we're about to really enjoy and enter into. Listen, somebody, a secular band in the 60s or 70s wrote a song called, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Maybe you've heard that before. Baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. Guess what? The Lord, the Holy Ghost is saying that right now. You just ain't, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait until you see what this harvest. Now, Laura, I I know we're almost out of time here. The, The Lord created spiritual laws. One of those laws is the law of seed seed time and harvest time yeah it's in the book of genesis in the very beginning the lord said as long as there's cold and heat and whatever sun and night and day there's going to be this law operating in the earth seed time and harvest the lord spoke to me lauren said one time i i never forget a seed that is sown
1: yeah
0: i never forget a seed now seed can be in hundreds of different forms thousands if not millions but I believe that prayer is a seed. Yes, I want to end is. with this, I, I know. I'm, I got on something right here, I gotta end it. The Lord gave me a a, a word one time, a spiritual vision. Um, and he showed me this in in heaven. There's a scripture in, in, in the Old Testament, I believe. I know it's there, I don't know where it is. But it says that the prayers of the saints are stored in jars. Yeah. I don't know how all that works but I've, I've seen this pattern in the scripture. God has, you know, someone beside him that actually writes down, you know, things, and they're stored. I'm like, wow, that's powerful. So he never forgets a prayer. I mean, it's, it's literally logged in heaven. But the Lord showed me this, Laura. He said that the barns, this is the picture he gave me. I'm not saying this is literal or th- this is actual. There's something to this actual, but he said, he showed me this picture of barns in heaven. I'm talking massive. You ever see these Amazon warehouse buildings? They're huge. Well, I saw that type of you know place in heaven, and it was filled with the jars which represented and were the prayers of the saints. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me this, that these barns were filled from wall to wall, floor to ceiling, filled to capacity. And the Lord said, now in this season, when one prayer comes in, <laughs> on the backside, literally hundreds, if not thousands of answered prayer comes yeah. out of the front side. I mean, I was yeah. like, wow, I was rejoicing about this. And Laura, that is the time that we're in because there has been so much seed. This is the end time yeah. revival and awakening. This is what it is. It is a culmination or a harvest on previous seed. So yeah. every time you and I have stood in faith for a particular thing or prayed towards uh, something and stood and endured, and even in times where you did get weary, you Mm -hmm. stood your ground, you endured, you believed God, you held, counted God faithful. Now, because of that happening all over the globe in the body of Christ, now there's a harvest of, because you said it, and we'll end with this on the last podcast, you quoted the verse, he's faithful who promised." you quoted Mm -hmm. the first part of it, but we got to know the one in whom we believed is faithful. faithful. If he said it, yeah. it's coming to pass. Yeah. And We have more word, more manifestations, more scriptures, more prophetic utterances, yeah. more tongues and interpretation than we've ever had before. And I'm going to tell you right now, God is faithful to produce Amen. what we've been sowing towards. It's harvest time. You need to yeah. say that as your this podcast is ending today. it's harvest time. It's harvest time time in the body of Christ. It's your time. So what you stood for is now coming to pass, but don't, don't quit there. Keep sowing and believing God for whatever it is that he's put in your heart. Amen. Because you may be laying the groundwork for now, the next generation. So, so good. Hey, we love you. Uh, I know you got something out of this. I know I did. Uh, We're believing with you for big things to happen and uh, we'll see you real soon. God bless.